How could we want or need anything else in life but Jesus, right? Children are... No, no, we're not dismissing... Okay, sorry. Sorry, I thought we were dismissing children. Got my wires crossed, didn't I? So, good. You guys got to put up with me today. Is that okay? Is that all right? Okay, all right. I'll do the best I can so it's not too boring. Okay, how about that? All right. Listen, if you have your Bibles this morning and you would turn with me to Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 11. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 11. And we want to share a message this morning entitled, The Reality of the Resurrection. The Reality of the Resurrection. God's Word reads as follows, But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they came to the tomb bringing the spices which they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened that while they were perplexed about this, behold, two men suddenly stood near them in dazzling apparel. And as the women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living one among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he spoke to you while he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified the third day, rise again. And they remembered his words. And returned from the tomb and reported all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James. And the other women with them were telling these things to the apostles. And these words appeared to them as nonsense. And they would not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen wrappings only. And he went away to his home, marveling at that which had happened. The reality of the resurrection. You know, it it seems that we have a shortage of reality in the news media and in much of our world today. People are living in a fantasy world that is totally engulfed by their own self-absorbed agendas, and they act like that is reality. We think about that and contrast it with the fact that there is no shortage of reality shows on television. You ever thought about that? You start to look at these reality shows, and they're, they're from baking to falling in love, from singing to hunting swamp life. From entertaining to flipping houses, from treasure hunters to family drama. And the list goes on and on and on. The real question is, though, is any of that even remotely close to real? And the fact of the matter is, it's not. But this morning, I want to take just a few minutes. And I want to share with you and us to consider the reality The resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Easter story begins in creation. And God set in motion His plan to redeem man even while He was creating us. Because He knew that man would fail in this life and that we would need His salvation. 
And so he put this plan in motion. And we're not going to go back to the book of Genesis and follow all the way through. I want us to pick up this morning at precisely the moment when all of God's plan and all of God's preparation and everything that he had done was coming together in its final goal, its final accomplishment. And that's where we find ourselves in the text this morning. The Roman soldiers nailed Jesus to the cross at approximately 9 o'clock one Friday morning. By around 3 in the afternoon of that same day, he uttered the words, It is finished. He breathed his last, and his lifeless body hung on the cross, suspended between heaven and earth. Jesus, the Son of God, and the Savior of man, was dead. His death was confirmed by professional executioners who had witnessed multitudes of deaths in their life and in their job and occupation. And we find that Jesus' friends come to him and they take his body from the cross and they wrap him in linen burial cloth and they take him and place him in a borrowed tomb. They did not finish the ceremonial rites and rituals of burial because the Sabbath was only a few hours away. And if a Jewish person touched a dead body on the Sabbath, they were considered to be unclean and unallowed to participate in in the rites of Sabbath. And they were excluded from that experience. And so they left Jesus there. And the Scripture says that that the women went back that same evening and they began before sundown and the Sabbath came to prepare the spices and the ointments and things that would be needed in order to complete the burial process. And once this is done, Sabbath begins and we discover the silence of Saturday. Have you ever thought about the fact that on Friday, there was a lot that was said and demonstrated by God and by Jesus, our Lord and Savior. But on Saturday, they fell silent. We have no record of anything uttered by God or by His Son, Jesus, on Saturday. We think about that for a moment, and I believe that that is a valuable lesson for you and I. That when we face difficulties in our lives, when troubles come, when challenges are before us, when the day, the theme of the day is is uncertainty or doubt, don't panic. Don't try to take things into your own hands. Follow the example of Jesus and wait silently and patiently. For the Lord to fulfill His promise. His promise is that He will never leave us and never forsake us. Jesus silently waited on the Lord. He waited for Him to do what He had promised He would do. And I encourage us to do the same thing. Wait on the answer for your prayer. Wait on the provision 
for your needs. Wait on the solution to your problems. But wait on the Lord because He promises the resurrection power is coming. He promises that He will meet our needs, that He will solve our problems, that He will answer our prayers. And Jesus waited silently on God to fulfill His promise. And I believe that you and I need to learn to wait. Wait on the Lord to fulfill His promise and to come and do what He has said He would do for you and I. We find these women... As they look into the tomb and see that it's empty. And they see that after Sabbath is done, they come early in the morning bringing the spices, the ointment that they had prepared on Friday evening. Just before they were halted because of sundown and the beginning of Sabbath. And on Sunday morning, early at dawn, the scripture says, they come bringing the spices and the ointments because of love, because of respect. Because of honor, they wanted to complete the burial rituals and rites that Jesus deserved. And when they arrived, the stone was rolled away. And they looked inside the grave, and Jesus' body was not there. The burial cloths were there, but Jesus' body was not there. And the Scripture says they were perplexed. They were confused. Where's the body? The grave clothes are here. Someone moved the stone. Where's the body? Scripture says that at that moment, two men in radiant and brilliant apparel appeared to them. And they asked them a very simple question. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Why are you searching for one who is alive in in a graveyard? Do you not remember the things that he said to you in Galilee. And suddenly, their minds ran back to Galilee. And suddenly, they began to remember the things that Jesus said. And it began to become reality for them that the resurrection was real. That the resurrection, the, the raising of Jesus from the dead had actually taken place. And so the scripture says that they immediately left and they went back to the other disciples and and the apostles and they began to tell them what had happened. They began to share with them the experience that they had experienced themselves. And do you know what the scripture says? It says that the apostles and the other disciples didn't believe them. In fact, the, the Greek for it says that they thought they were like someone with fever who were out of their mind and speaking ridiculous things. It was nonsense. They did not believe the reality of the resurrection. It had not yet become real to them, but it would. And that's what I want us to focus on for just a few moments this morning is on the reality of the resurrection and how for... For this group of apostles and this group of disciples, suddenly the resurrection became real. The first thing that I want us to see is this. Is I want us to recognize the touch of a personal experience. We cannot overestimate the importance of a personal experience. 
Nothing is more convicting. Nothing is more convincing than we experience it for ourselves. That's exactly what had happened with these women. They had been to the tomb. They had seen it empty. They had heard the the message from the two. And they had remembered what Jesus had said. And it became reality for them because they had experienced it themselves. The apostles and the other disciples who heard their message had not yet had that experience. They had not yet encountered an empty tomb. They had not yet seen the shells of the grave clothes. They had not heard the message that he is not here. He is risen as he said he would. And so what we need to understand today is that it is in a personal experience that allows us to, to understand the reality of the resurrection of Jesus. And that personal experience comes in our relationship with Jesus Christ. It comes with knowing and understanding who He is and what He means to us. The Romans tried to to stop that reality. They tried to, to squash that reality. The Scripture says that for 30 pieces of silver, their treachery sought His betrayal. He was taken to an illegal trial, was held on false charges, convicted, and put to death for his seeming crimes. Buried in the tomb, but now on the third day resurrected. And the scripture, if we go on and read, says that that all of the religious leaders had gathered together. And they brought in the soldiers who were guarding the tomb. And they said, listen, we're going to pay you a great sum of money to lie. You're going to falsify the records and you're going to tell people that his disciples came and stole his body away. We have to stop this idea of a resurrection. We have to keep people from thinking that Jesus is alive. And they went to great lengths and took great effort in order to keep us from understanding and recognizing and realizing the reality of the resurrection of Jesus. But it is in personal experience that we begin to recognize and see and to understand that His his resurrection is real. His resurrection is, is true for you and I. The second thing that I see is the testimony of Scripture. The testimony of Scripture, as we go back through time and look time and time and time again, multitudes of time, Uh, The Scripture themselves, Jesus in His own words, talked about what was going to take place. Talked about His death and His burial and His resurrection. Prophesied the future of what was to come and what was to occur. And, uh, And as they did this, time and time again, when they actually became reality, they proved the prophecy that had been foretold. If you're still in Luke chapter 24, turn back just a couple of pages with me if you would. To Luke chapter 18. And in Luke chapter 18, I want to begin reading in verse 31. And when the the two men in radiant clothing said to the women, Do you not remember what he said to you in Galilee? This is likely what they remembered. Beginning in verse 31 of chapter 18. And he took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. And all things which are written through the prophets about the Son of Man will be accomplished. 
For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and he will be mocked and mistreated and spit upon. And after they have scourged him, they will kill him, and the third day he will rise again. That's the testimony of Scripture. That's the message that we hear throughout God's Word over and over and over again in various ways from various people. The prophecy that Jesus would be murdered and and crucified on the cross and that He would bury in the tomb for three days and on the third day would be resurrected to live again. That's the testimony of the Scripture. And the Scripture brings to us the reality of the resurrection. Third and final thing is this, the transformation of people. Change lives. That's Jesus' specialty. We could go back through the course of history and and see multitudes of people who were changed by the message of Jesus Christ. A few that come to mind as we talk about the Easter story this morning. First, the thief on the cross. There were two thieves, one on each side. One mocked Jesus. One cursed Jesus. One said, if you really are the Son of God, take us down from here and deliver us. The other said, what is wrong with you? We're here because we deserve to be here. He does not deserve to be here. And Jesus said to the one who believed, today you will be with me in paradise. His life was changed in an instant. Because of a personal experience with Jesus Christ. I think about the Roman soldiers. As they nailed Jesus to the cross. As they gambled for his garments at his feet. And then when he finally said it is finished. Looked up and said truly this is the Son of God. Their their life was changed because of a personal experience with Jesus Christ. I think about the disciples who the night of His crucifixion ran scared, hiding, not wanting to be discovered or found, but even going to the point of saying, I don't know Him. I'm not a follower of His, denying Him openly. And yet once He is resurrected from the grave, they become the bold proclaimers of the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, willing to go to their death. To convince others that the resurrection of Jesus is real. What changed their life was a personal encounter with Jesus Christ. As we look at these three things today and we begin to comprehend and understand. The resurrection is real. The resurrection is true. And it makes all the difference in our lives. It makes all the difference in who we are and whose we are. And so this Easter, I want to encourage you to open your heart, to open your life, and let the risen and living Lord live in your heart, live in your life, change who you are, and allow you to believe in the reality of the resurrection of Jesus Christ the Son of God, and our Savior. This morning, 